It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show here in this mothership, which is Studio 22, soon to be the old Studio 22. Although we love this mothership, we're going to be we're being beamed up, Puppet Master Mark, to a brand new studio right. coming right. very, very soon. And we were up there looking at that thing, and people were losing their minds. I posted some old pictures of it under construction, and people were just losing their minds. They were calling it like a liberal talk show type, type studio, and wow. they were calling it a... Like, this looks like a junky closet in here. I mean, yeah, I love I mean, this place. Yeah. It's going to be next, nice over there. Yeah. I guess, like, a couch is offensive now, I guess. Is that, is that I don't know. On? They were like, I, I think I saw that on somebody's front yard. Did you pick it up? Go down to Goodwill? No, I'm not my mother. <laughs> Crazy. My mother will go to Goodwill and give them things just so she can go back next week and buy it back. I'm telling really? you, she's addicted to Goodwill, bro. I'm like, she's all about it. But that studio is looking badass. We've got the uh, the buffalo hanging over the fireplace. That's right. That's right. Uh, I'm going to call the buffalo Mighty Heaton is what I'm going to call him because the buffalo used to be in Andrew's. Yeah. Andrew Heaton. That's right. And, and of course, if you're following uh, Andrew, or you should be following Andrew Heaton, and his new podcast called Political Orphans, um, at Mighty Heaton is his social. And the dude is gone. All the, Like, he's he's in Iceland right now really flying back from iceland he's been in scotland for the last couple he was at what burning man i don't even know wow i can keep i can keep up with it every time i hear about him it's a different place he's gone somewhere anyway severance check must have been somebody got set up on the way out yeah got taken care of party foul steve always thinking with his uh wallet over there (laughs) pfaf uh pray for all friends is what his shirt stands for right there pray for all friends party foul (laughs) af Go to PartyFoundation.com and get yours. <laughs> Welcome back, my favorite badass on the planet, Scott Husing, the author of Echo and Ramadi. How you been, man? Good, man. Staying Welcome back it. to the show. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't know you were going to come. Hey, it's a small world, and I, I'm, I'm surprised you're here because you're doing like a double tap on the comedy tour yeah. and just crushing it. And uh, yeah. I love, I love watching. Tell me more about me, there, man. Yeah, I love more it. You, it's always better. More Chad, less <laughs> me, less Steve. They were like, "What do we want to call this show?" Yeah. My name. <laughs> at watch chad watch me watch yeah, me love what's it. your email chad at watchchad.com yeah. it's the most vain <laughs> thing ever man i love it like you can't forget it just a bunch of chads in here but you are the most humble guy everybody i really that. am i so. i really i really i tell myself that every day <laughs> sometimes i call people to tell them it's <laughs> fantastic how you been though scott you good yeah good uh doing a lot of stuff san antonio dallas uh going up to frisco doing uh doing some charity stuff doing some book signing stuff yeah. and uh you know got some friends in town and matt locks in, in studio it's like a family it, it i love yeah. coming down here to texas from southern california and meeting new friends and it's awesome it really is and it's all about sharing that love sharing the network and staying connected and i invited party foul to come golfing with me on friday but he his, he's not he got a bad back or something. I'm gonna I'm gonna cr- start crushing him if I don't see him doing flutter kicks in the morning. Yeah, or I'm gonna start calling him Dallas time and do the Marine Corps Daily Seven. And yeah, just there put we it, go. Yeah, that, I get, need that. I need that kind shape. of motivation. Can I call yeah. you every morning no. and get affirmation for my call life? Me. And call him Pacific I'm time. Yeah, call call him home in California. Send up robocalls to party fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to get him on the Somaderm, the HGH cream. Yes, I'm telling you, that's the gel. A, you turned me on to that. Several people have heard me talk about it on the podcast. That's good stuff. Some of them works. It, it works. absolutely works. Improves sleep, energy, 
vascularity. Uh, it's it's amazing. It, it's really helped me. And uh, any veterans listen, I'm telling you, if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, it just all of those things bring it together. Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad it's working. I'm glad yeah, I locked you on that. Yeah, great. I encourage people. And, then, and I get messages all the time. People say it. Hey, where do I get it? And I'll send them the link and all that stuff. It's really good stuff. I got a yeah. care package sending it to my mother. Are you putting it on your teeth? Never put it on my teeth. We're just never, talking I've about never put it any place. I put it behind my knees. I put it behind my knees. It's not whitening paste. It's <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that with that gel. Watch me. Yeah. I rub it on the forearms, rub it behind my knees, and the whole thing. It's good yeah. stuff, man. It's legit. Hey, you got to get vascular, Steve. Yeah. You got to put the HGH on your body, baby. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Hey, before we go any further, because I got a very special guest I want to introduce you to, and I'm excited about it. I got to remind you, our buddy uh, Dan Gabriel came in a couple of weeks ago, sat on the podcast, <laughs> talked about his new film called Mosul. And this is a very important thing because we were in September. It's an important time of year because we always turn our attention to a very solemn occurrence, which was, of course, 9-11. We reflect on that day because so many people gave their lives. So many people lost their lives. And those who paid the ultimate sacrifice in the years to come because of it, defending our liberties in places from Afghanistan to Iraq, Scott Husing, of course, Perfect example of that. Uh, 18 years after that, we are still finding ourselves seemingly in a state of permanent war. You know, we hear things about the Islamic State is poised to make a comeback, and we watch how that crescent of the Iranian influence extends its long shadow in Afghanistan. And look, our leaders, they're sitting there negotiating. We saw Donald Trump this week talking about going to have Taliban in to Camp David to discuss peace, and they, you know— Things fell through, and everybody lost their minds, and now they're threatening again. They're going to do 100 years of war against America. So this idea of, quote, peace just isn't happening. So I want to tell you about a recent film that's going to impact you, and it ties it all together. It's a film called Mosul, the story of the last battle of the Iraq War, documenting the 2016 and 17 fight against ISIS in Iraq's second largest city. It's directed, as I said, by former CIA officer, our good friend Dan Gabriel. Mosul's going to take you up the Tigris River into the heart of darkness of the ISIS caliphate. It's way more than just a war story. It's going to reveal this apocalyptic battle of these two unyielding ideological enemies, the violent Islamic extremism and the sectarian mistrust and hatred that's going to remain long after the politicians declare that, quote, victory. So you can go to iTunes, Amazon, and Vimeo. Visit www.mosul-film.com, mosul-film.com. Go get it. Go get it. Make us all happy. I watched it, actually. I, I, I He gave me the uh, the the DVD, but I went and, and streamed it, and it's an incredibly, incredibly well shot and great story. What a great movie. And uh, I'm waiting on Echo and Ramadi to come out yeah. and uh, watch you go in there. Can I be in that movie? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You'll be no, my A driver. Please make Party yeah. Mouse Steve Cannon fodder. No, we will you know, the hunt, like, With a like face if, like uh, his, we got to get him. No, he'd have to be like Quasimodo. Can you imagine him in IMAX? I would just have to grow the beard out and I could play the opposition or something. Yeah, party foul on IMAX. He'd be like he'd be dressed like a marine, but he'd be Quasimodo with the hunchback and bent over and trying to hump that rug. Danny Gabriel, though, what what a great talent, great dude, diverse. Uh, He's been on the show, and again, this network is crazy because he just sent me a box of of DVDs. Uh, We're doing my third or fourth printing at echo and Mice, so we're doing a book film giveaway oh. ramadi and mosul and uh man i wish him all the success he's crushing it yeah i love it that's, dude. that's a hear. great great connection yeah. great connection and i do love the network speaking of the network yeah. and getting to know great folks pete turner sitting here in the hot seat today pete's got a show 
called Break It Down. Yeah, the Break It Down show. Break It Down show. I was I I listened to uh, a couple of episodes of that in the last week, and you're a podcast kind of a guru. You produce mm-hmm. a lot of different podcasts, and you've got that show, which is is your show, and uh, I'm impressed with that. And you're one of those guys who. <clears throat> and, and correct me on this. I'm going to say it the best way I know how to say it. But so you're going to screw it up. I'm going to f- it up. Yeah. So <laughs> 1818 18. on that timestamp. Yeah. Thank so you. the uh, <laughs> uh, I would like for you to take a look because you're one of these guys. You're all about performance, and you're all about people getting things done, operating yeah. at optimum level. I want you to look at guys like. The puppet master over here mm-hmm. and party foul over here and hot news Natalie and myself and Candice if she gets in here and, and just observe through the day as we spend time together. I like it. And I want you to fix these people. Ugh. I want you to get them, Pete, I want you to get them operating at maximum capacity. You know what I do best when I do these things, you as the commander, as I just bring you the ground truth, it's on you. Yeah, yeah. To, Put your tools to work. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the ugly truth if yeah. you want it. Yeah. But I think I, you can see it already. I don't want the truth. <laughs> I can't handle the truth. That's right. No, Steve can't handle the truth. Steve will fight you on the truth. He'll be like, yeah, but. Yeah, but. How'd you get into doing all of this stuff? So, I mean, I was a counterintelligence agent in the Army. Mm-hmm. And I had the, uh, the misfortunate fortune of going out a lot and spending a lot of time out talking to locals. And I, I kind of re- realized this recently is... I would go out every day because, you, you know, you're trying to save people's lives. And, and if I'm not finding out that information, who is, mm-hmm. right? So I would go out every day, write a patrol report, give it to the commander, give them a little more knowledge on what was going on. And my podcast is basically the same thing as what it's turned into is I'm just going to outwork my podcasting peers who want to do a show a week or whatever. I'm just going to find out more. I'm going to build a stronger network. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how it was born. It's just in the same attitude of patrol every day. Go out, find incredible stories, brush that, brush off the dirt, give you the gold, and then go do it again. Hence just, the name Break It Down Show. Yeah. I mean, you do that. And and it's a heady podcast. It's it's not for uh, – like we come in here and play grab ass yeah. quite a bit, and, and we try to make a point somewhere along the way. You, you're like note-taking podcasts. I mean, like you need to get into this stuff, and, and you're listening to it, and it's like if you want to – I'm listening to this, and I'm like, I know so many people who would benefit from listening to these things. Yeah. Because who doesn't want to operate at that level? Who doesn't want to operate at optimum performance level? Yeah. Well, and I also try to illustrate life, too. You know, like, I'm not just I'm not just a combat guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I love music. And so I try to take all of these things and kind of create perspective. Yeah. Because most of like, – so Sebastian Younger gave me a tasking. He's mm-hmm. like, all of you guys that have come back, try to gather us in the middle. And so that's why I do my best to do that is just try to say, like, this is a reasonable position. This is an interesting. Today's guest is going to be a guy who's a paleontologist. Mm. I made Scott go and sit down in front of him and we, we talk to him. So when you reveal these things, you realize that life is a lot more complex and interesting than we normally allow for. I think it kind of gives us all the ability to, you know, that perspective allows us to be a little softer in our approach to things, a little less hard. Did I see recently that you had Gabby Reese on? Yeah, she's been on. And her husband, Laird. And Laird? Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they're wonderful When I say, yeah, I'm talking about Gabby. (laughs) Yeah. Hamilton, I don't care. It devolves pretty quick. (laughs) Hot, tall women right off the Uh, Gabby Reese. Bless her heart. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the topic. Yeah. But I mean, you, but again, you're talking about people who have operated at the top of their world. Yeah, for top sure. Top of their game. Yeah. yeah. And she's incredible. I mean, obviously she's, you know, a model. She's beautiful. Yeah. But on the inside, she's become a really beautiful person too. And she's really, she's so genuine with like problems of being a mom, you know? It's easy to look at her life and go, oh, it's perfect. They live in Malibu. Her husband's this gorgeous guy. But she's like, it's hard. i got to raise these kids. They don't cooperate. They don't do what I want them to do. They yeah. hate me for this reason. I don't understand. So all of those things give all of us perspective on, you know, like, okay, wait, everybody has problems. I don't want your problems. I don't want Chad's problems. Mm-hmm. And Pete's problems are hard enough. Let me deal with my stuff. And I think that's part of, of what she talks about is, like, understand that this – what you see – you know, I'm just a regular person. Every one of my guests is like that. How often do you? How often do you think? Well, I I'll, I'll rephrase it. Why Why do you think it is? You know, people they look at folks like that and they're like, oh, they're not real people. Yeah, they don't deal with the same thing that I deal with. If they have some element of success or celebrity or accomplishment, well, they don't. They probably don't have problems. They've got money to deal with that. They got people to deal with that. But that's simply not the case, is it? It's not at all the case. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a number of guests, and they're always doing something right before they talk to me. You know, and it's like, oh, I just got done doing the dishes. You know, thanks for hanging on for a couple extra minutes while I yeah. took out the trash. I mean, these are real, everybody's real people. Yeah. I've not met a person who was not genuine and real and had like real things like that. And what I've found is the higher people go and the more they accomplish, the more weight they're actually carrying Boy. many times. Because not only are they raising the kids and washing the dishes, but they've got this responsibility and that. Like I can remember people, you, you go back to using the military example. You take Scott. I mean, if you're going to lead these guys, well, you've got enough problems to carry on your own shoulders for yourself. But now you're carrying however many other guys. Yeah. You're carrying their stuff too. You're carrying their baggage and their emotional and and all of these things that are going yes. on, that's a heavy load to carry. Hell yeah. You have to think about all of the things. Like as an entrepreneur myself, right? I was just having a meeting earlier today. I'm the marketing guy. I'm the sales guy. I'm the production guy. I'm the executive producer. I, you know, I do all all of the jobs, yeah. all of them. And then I have to look at my girlfriend and say, here's how much money I've made this month. It's pressure. You know, the whole family needs support, you know, and and it's just every angle. There's things to worry about, you know. Yeah. Women always want to know what money you make this month. <laughs> My girlfriend's awesome with that. But, you yeah. know, but it is I carry that burden whether she gives it to me or not. Yeah. You know, and I'm trying to I'm trying to do my part. You know, I, I get to tell these stories, but it doesn't mean I'm absolved from pressure. No. It, do you think you think what's the balance with pressure? Pressure, I think, is a good thing. Yeah. But it can become a dangerous thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to talk in terms of miscomfort. Mm-hmm. It's not discomfort. It's just something you're not used to. So can you work harder? Can you find efficiencies? Can you pass things off to somebody else? Like, okay, I no longer need to do this this task. Can I do something else? At least people in our position where we're trying to create something and, and we have people that we're accountable to. So that pressure oftentimes is growth. You know, it's like being in the gym. Yeah. I can go out and bench every day, but what about my calves? What about my you know, cardiovascular? Never skip leg day. Never skip leg day. The leg day sucks. That's where you got to do your work. It's horrible. Yeah. That's why you got to get those. I do have a nice ass. I I don't, I, this is sweet country apple, <laughs> yeah. Pete. I don't know if you've been looking at it or not, but people drive up in the woods <laughs> and get a bite out of this thing. Yeah. I have not seen that you have boots with fur, but if you have the sweet country apple, I'm, I'm with you. Boots with fur, baby. Hey, Mark, we got to get some of those. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. No, I, I love it, though. But, like, I, I look at life and I'm like, okay, like, 
if I had like a hundred million dollars, you realize how much of a bum I would be. Like I would just be <laughs> exactly. a loser. Right. Like just a loser. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm not responsible enough. Yeah. Like I have to have a deadline. I gotta have a finish line. I gotta have a goal, and yeah. it's gotta be there, or it'll never get done. Right. People have to give me a deadline. Yeah. And then some people, but I'm a hustler. I love, like Scott mentioned, we're out, we're on the road, we're doing all these things, we're doing all these shows. I mean, it's not enough to have one full-blown comedy tour going on. We right. got two. Two. You know, and so we're juggling, got all these balls in the air. I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, I wouldn't want it any other way. My management gets mad at me all the time. They're like, slow down. You're doing too much. You've got too many things going on. Yeah. You're going to wind up screwing it up, and you're not going to do it right. And I'm like, I'll work it out. We'll make, we'll make a mid-course correction. Yeah. Things like that. But if you're taking somebody and they want to be an entrepreneur, because there's a lot of people that listen to this, and I know there's small business owners or folks who do I mean, at what point, how do you begin to shape a person and make them into that hustler? Oh, you got to start where the work is. Like, you don't just get to say, I'm going to have an audience of 500,000 people. Like, yeah. What's a day one task? Yeah. Master that task, the next thing. It's, this is the same thing in combat. Like, we want to have this outcome of, of uh, overcome ISIS. Well, that's a great goal. Mm -hmm. But what's that ground truth reality on where the work has to be? And that's the same thing. Like, that's what I, that's why I go out every day and I learn how to do this business better all the time yeah. because you, I am in the gym, you know, and I'm learning every day. So it's all, it's all about, if you're going to hustle, the hustle is hustling, you know, first you grind later on, you get the polish, mm -hmm. but for right now, you know, you're just pounding away on these problems going, nope, nope, nope. Oh, yep. Okay. That's better. And then you just improve incrementally constantly. I love that. First you grind, then you get the polish. Yeah. That's the way. That's that's a great point. Yeah. That's one of those things where you got to rewind it. You got to listen to that again because that's profound. Yeah. What you just said. Speaking of hustling, speaking of hustler, did you hear about the dude a couple weeks ago, last week, who his dog, it was a couple of weeks ago, his dog stepped on the remote control and got him the hustler channel. <laughs> and so Comcast <laughs> wanted like 70 bucks on his bill. It oh happens all the time. He took... <laughs> <laughs> Party I mean, I'm all for blaming the dog for farts or eating your homework. But, yeah, Lee, this thing like, dialed in the code and got the Hustler channel. He took it all the way up to FCC fighting this thing. That's the funniest story to me. I just pay the 70 bucks. Isn't it easier? Like, that's what better I, things yeah, I to do. I mean, Wait if you're going to fight month. on principle, fight a better principle to fight yeah. on. I mean, just whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. But anyway, that's a different kind of hustle. But uh, but uh, same thing applies to like uh, we, in our hometown, someone put a no parking sign on a tree. And so the kid in the house is like, he parked. He's like, I didn't even see a sign. What are you talking about? It's like, so it's on a tree. This tree is not on the street. It's in like 25 feet off the curb. And the city's like, it's legit. And then, so my girlfriend gets mad. I'm going to fight this thing. I'm just like, just pay it. Yeah. Just pay it. It, it's silly. Don't even spend your That's time. That's Orange County. Yeah, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no parking here. They do all kind of weird stuff. It there. was in a document protector, a Word document printed out on a printer. So it's like cartoon. That doesn't like, count. And she challenged it, and they said it did. Uh, so well, at I some point, you're just like, if you're going to go that far with it, I ain't going to I just want to go start digging on the San Andreas Fault, man. That place has got to fall off at some point in time. <laughs> Scott, get out of there, man. You like living in California? I, I, I do like living in California. Do you? There, I like traveling around too, but I love Southern California. And I, I love the environment there. I love the yeah. you know the climate there. And, and we we've talked about it many many times. Our biggest support to come out to live shows are the folks in California. Yeah, it's great. They show up even bigger than even the folks like in Texas do. Wow. Well, you yeah. know, I, I love Pete because 
the break it down show is, as you were saying is the hustle and the work I, and the same thing can be said with you before you got to this level what was what was the stop point where you hit episode 200 or 250 and you said you know what man i don't have any sponsors and i'm gonna quit but you just keep going yeah. because you know if you put the work in it's going to be successful and that's why over right. what pete 560 some shows late down 546 yeah. will go it's up crazy. in a couple hours that's great and pete, i was the first podcast i did before i was elevated to the status of the chad prather show uh you know been working my way up i give pete the credit he he came down to my ranch uh him and mark Val- valley and um we sat at my studio and just laid it down and Pete calls me the next next day and says, Hey, would you like to co host this? And I've co hosted almost fifty episodes with him. And right. let me let me just tell you about this guy. This is one of my favorite Pete Turner stories. All right, for anyone listening. This this it's all heart. And I flew in to LAX and I was I was spending the night in and I'm looking at Matlock over here and I was spending the night in Echo Park and I said I need a ride from the airport. And Pete says, Oh, I I'll come over and pick you up from the airport. I says, man, I appreciate that. And the next day, I get a text message from Pete. It says something to the effect, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for letting me pick you up at the airport yesterday. Who does that? That's what I was saying. Who thanks me for letting them pick me? That's... Pete just said, I, "No, I just really love hanging out with you and 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 being brothers and and doing what we do." And that you thought of me to pick you up from the airport. I, I mean, it was that was profound to me. That that shows love and the spirit we have as not only friends but fellow veterans and guys that understand each other. And and I, I would do I would do anything for him. And I'm always happy to see the Break It Down show elevate to that next level with these amazing guests that we just continually reel in same thing with you man just crushing it there's nothing better than it i mean the 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 hustle aside the heart is a big issue it's it's just having that spirit of success and that spirit of drive and like for instance i've always said poverty can't be solved with money Right. It's something deeper. It's an issue in the heart. It's a spiritual thing. Give somebody a million dollars. If they're used to being impoverished, they're going to be impoverished again in a year and a half. Just the way it's going to be. It's poverty is in the heart first. And so is success. And so is accomplishment. And so is gain in those things. You know, the the guy that wants to get in the gym and change himself physically, you know, it starts here. You got to make that decision and commit to doing something like that. And so I'm just, you know, I will let you guys thank me for letting you spend your money to fly here to be <laughs> be on the show. You're welcome. I just want to say you're welcome, guys. Thank well, you. I appreciate it. Thank you my for thanking was me. Paid for I didn't know this was going to happen, in. honestly. I thought you were going to be on my show. So I was like, all right, let's I do mean, it. there's always time. Yeah, there's, there's always, always time. time. No, and I do appreciate that. But I love what you said that there, Scott, because that's the thing. And I also encourage people, if you're listening to this, oh, my gosh, I'm so – I'm so corrupted by social media and just the the, the, yeah. the crap you see on there yes. that sometimes you want to lose faith in humanity. And I encourage people, surround yourself with people like that. Successful people. Yeah. People full of heart. People that will encourage you. You know, they say that you'll make within 20% of, of the people you hang around with financially. Right. Because, again, it's a contagious thing. you got to have that. Graciousness is a contagious thing. You know, when Scott came on the show the first time, we went out to dinner that night, and then we, we could have sat around all night long. And, sure. You know, 
if I didn't have somewhere to be, and I don't remember now where it was. Probably back, had to go home. Back that to that twenty percent. I'm gonna have to do some math. Put <laughs> <laughs> your shoes back on, Steve. Yeah, quit quit taking in the welfare cases, Steve. <laughs> anyway, but do you enjoy doing? Do you still enjoy doing what you're doing? Oh man, it's so incredible. I mean, so money aside, the enrichment, and you you get this because you get to go all over the nation talking to people. The people that just I encounter, I just I have my mind blown all the time intellectually I'm stretched all the time mm. and I just have these great conversations in that like just uh, before I came over here I met a guy that I'd never met face to face but we've been friends for probably two years and just first thing you do is you hug yeah and I just don't get enough hugs everybody I mean and I get a lot of hugs yeah but it's just that that part that enrichment of my life being able to to answer questions that I have about yeah. the world about society I, 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 yeah. And I can attest to that because I'm a hugger. Yeah. And as soon as I met you face to face, like I, I've learned that a lot of guys aren't. And a lot of times I like I just grab a guy and make them do it. Right. A lot of guys aren't. You grab me and hug me. Yeah. I, was like, I love this guy already. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I've seen a lot. Of, in. I've seen a lot of death and destruction. Right? <laughs> right. So I'm trying to balance the scale with more hugs and everything. Yeah. How? So did you? It, we, at what point, Tom? Like when you were when you were doing that, you're doing counterintelligence. You're doing this for the military, and did you ever just get bitter towards the whole process, or disgruntled oh, with man. it, or like, man, are we is there are we doing any good here? Yeah, I mean, every day, right? You have good days, bad days, in between days, and within those days, all of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's days when it's just it's impossible. You know, the hottest day I ever had in Iraq. It's like 120 something outside, and in our MRAP. The air conditioner is broken and it's overheating, so we're running the heater. Sounds like Studio Twenty Two a couple. Of yeah, times. yeah. We suffered. We suffered for America. M-rap. Yeah, yeah it was right. cooler outside than it was in the <laughs> MRAP. Yeah, and so he just came outside and was like, "Man, I'm thankful for 120 on blacktop because it was so hot inside." Mm-hmm. So you know, that those kind of experiences shape who I am and what I do on a day to day basis and and what my baseline is. You know, like, a lot of combat guys will all say. I, uh, I'm not being shot at today. No one's looking over iron sights at me yeah. deciding yes, no. Yeah. You know, that makes every day a wonderful day in my world. One of my late mentors, we were in the Philippines together years ago, and, and they, we landed in Manila, and then we had to get on the back of a truck, a pickup truck. We had to go like four hours up into these villages, and it was rough. rough yeah. terrain. He was 72, 73 years old at the time, and, you know, some of the people wanted to complain about, oh, my gosh, you know, oh, and here's a 73-year-old guy sitting in the metal bed of a truck, and he goes, just another way to spend a day. Yeah. And so for me, that's always been my philosophy is no matter how things get, eh, it's just another way to spend a day. Yeah. Now, we don't naturally want to tend towards that. But like you said, you set that baseline. Mm-hmm. You set that baseline and it's like, OK, there's where I'm at. Scott said, OK, what's your stopping point? Now, for me doing podcasts, if I were living off a of podcast over the years, I would have already starved to death. Yeah. You know, I had to do other things to support it. But like I'm not Matt Locke. Perfect example. The Matt Locke show. When this guy got driven down, y'all can't see him over there, but he's got that nasty foot and a flip-flop right there. And I can, it's just I could feel the effervescent presence of that nail. Some people shouldn't wear spandex. You should not wear flip-flops. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That toe, man. Like if that foot was <laughs> yoga pants, it'd be a he's, sack of potatoes. Look at him. You know he's taking exception to that, too. He's like, I don't know what he's you're like, talking about. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My wife kisses it. <laughs> <laughs> so... But you take Matt Locke. Matt Locke, he's had a bunch of speed bumps in his radio and podcasting career, broadcast career. He, but every time, you know what he does? He's like, he just picks himself back up and keeps going. He's built a huge following out of doing that. And it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Same with Break It Down podcast. You know, I'm hoping the same with this show. But you look at it and you're like, okay, well, stopping isn't an option. Right. Because I feel like I can use a platform 
to yeah. influence people. Yeah. And I want to do that. Sometimes I piss them off, you know. But that's a good response, though. You, I, I'm a big believer in affect over effect. I want okay. an emotional response to my stimuli. Yeah. And if I can get better at creating the actual response that I want, then good. So a negative response is a good response. I just have to try to balance it out with more positive. I like that. Yeah. That's like Glenn Beck told me a while back when we first moved over here to, to Blaze in Mercury Radio. Uh, he said, so how's the podcast going? I said, I think, I think it's going pretty good. And Glenn goes, we just got to tell him the world's ending. Tell them, tell them this, you know, conspiracy theories and horrible stuff's going to happen. And yeah. They're all evil and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, hey, Glenn built a whole career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you leave it up to Beck and the world's ended 12 times already. Yeah. So, you know. But it's true. Like you create, he creates yeah, an emotion, emotional And thing, he recognized yeah. that's a path to money. <laughs> yeah. So whatever that. Big money. It doesn't have to be that emotion, though. You can pick a different one. You just have to get to yeah. the money, though. No, that is. And, and people, um, that's a great point. Yeah. I know. That's a, that's a great point. And at first glance, I think people are going to balk at that. But it, there's something profound at that. Yeah. You create that emotional stimuli in the people around you. And I'm not just talking about podcasting. I'm talking about whatever you do for a living, whether you manage people, whether you have a family, you manage that family, you manage that household. Everybody manages something yeah. that influences. Your platform may be huge. It may be small. But either way, it's impactful. Yeah. And, and I think eternally impactful in how you handle it. And to that degree, take away money and just add the word success. You get that emotional stimuli. That's why I wrote a song recently called Beat That Ass. And so I sing it on stage all the time, you know, the shows. And I just tell people all the time, the problem is we got away from that. Like when in, you got to got to get that emotion stirred up by beating that ass. Yeah. And and it like I have five kids. I don't have to beat them all. I just call one out of the herd and let the other four watch, yeah. right? And then that's an emotional stimuli. Yeah. I send that one limping off to the room and hope she doesn't pick out my nursing home one day. But that's yeah, that's an emotional stimuli, Mark. Pumping my Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, did you get your ass beat when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah, good. Oh yeah. Good. We were going to fix that right now. That's, that's I got Scott kind of a, Houston to back it up. That's a first sergeant trait, too, in the military, at least the Army. Yeah. The first sergeant, every now and then, almost like clockwork, like let's say every 87 days, will lose his mind mm-hmm. and just scream at somebody. Yeah. And then later on, do a public apology. And, he's, and then they'll say, like, I do that just so you guys know that I have a temper. Yeah. Because if everything's easy, you know, it's like it just slides towards complacency and the bad things. But if you know, like, oh, the first sergeant might go crazy today, you check up a little bit. Yeah. So you get that response that you want without having to, I don't know, do something else. It's just – it's a form of leadership. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And anybody that's been in the military, I have to imagine, you guys have seen that over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Were you that way, Scott? A yeller? When you, when, when you were running your guys? No, I wasn't a yeller or a screamer. Some may differ on that perception of how I conducted myself. But it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very ineffective and it breeds stress and it breeds chaos. I, I, I found that those times – the Marines and soldiers were less responsive and it's the same way as a parent. And now I've seen that cause you gain through age and wisdom, a little experience too mixed in is when I yell at, you know, my, my daughter, I now find myself that I regret that yeah. because that's poor parenting. But I also tell her why I did that and what the lessons learned for, but yeah, there's a, it's a tough balance and we have guys that are trained and kind of designed for that in the military. And Steve, yeah. you probably got your ass chewed every day. Every day, all the time. Like, I can Look imagine this guy's one of my Lance Corporals. Yeah. Like, I was pretty salty, Lance Corporal. Boots weren't tied. Were you squared? What were your proficiency in conduct marks? It's like a grading system. Like four, eight, how, four, eight, how, four, eight, four, nine. 
All really? Look at this pimp. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, that's out of a 5.0 scale. Yeah, so that is pretty hot. Yeah. Hey, there's a reason he works with me. Yeah. Hey, I, listen, I, I put Steve up against anybody out there. there. There's no guy on the planet that I know on a personal level, a day in and day out level that I would travel with as much as I travel with. And Steve goes everywhere I go. So I, I hands down, no question about it. I mean, That's I'd have to give him the same mark. I can <laughs> chat him and I about him. He's the worst driver on the planet. <laughs> but yet, obviously, I'm stupid enough to get in the car with him in every city in America. I was trained to drive like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Imagine that. He's got one of my cars out here he's been driving every day. I'm like, it's a Mercedes, dude. You don't have to hit every mud puddle, every pothole, like running up on the curb, going around people. He's got road rage. It's an issue, dude. It's an issue. He's like the internet troll, but inside a car. Yeah, because they can't hear me. <laughs> yeah, it's craziness. But no, like I don't yell at my kids. I never have. I we do the tongue in cheek thing about beating that ass. I mean, I've I've spanked a couple of my kids when they were really really young, but I never had to again. But that was a thing because you. I mean, you led one of the bloodiest, the bloodiest battle in in the second battle of Fallujah, Ramadi. In Ramadi, sorry, I was still thinking about. Uh, never mind. We were talking Mosul. about Mosul and, and totally all that stuff. Cities. Fallujah and all Ramadi. In Ramadi, yeah. bloodiest battle in Iraq. And I mean, those guys had went through enough emotional stress and impact. The last thing they probably needed was to be screamed at by the guy that was on their side. Well, especially the guy that's leading them from the front that yeah. that, that is in charge. Because if you draw yourself down to that level of insecurity and emotion, the first thing you're thinking as a young Lance Corporal is, if this guy's getting this emotional at my level, who's fighting the entire company? Yeah. Who's fighting the other 275 guys? that, And who's going to be calm when really goes bad? Yeah. Um, and that's that, that's what's interesting about our relationship is, you know, you can talk about how it transfers in the battlefield and being a veteran and you have Pete and Steve and, and me and we're sitting here and we're never in a million years thought we would be doing these types of things oh, in yeah, our military true. careers. And now we're very fortunate to share that because in this space too, whether you're podcasting, whether you're doing YouTube channel, whether you're on terrestrial radio, whatever it is, what's cool. And what I love about you, and I'm going to talk more about you because it's, it's about you. Cause <laughs> Come you on like it. But yeah. Maddie's sitting over here. We're talking about the, the Matt Locke show. We're talking about the break it down show. We're talking about Danny Gabriel's book and it's not a competition. Because that's really special, mm-hmm. and it's rare in this entertainment industry to say someone else's name because, oh, well, maybe somebody won't tune into my show. Maybe yeah. maybe somebody won't buy my book if, if, if I promote someone else's book. Uh, I, I just I don't see the What's logic. What's that saying about the lighting someone else's candle doesn't affect yours? You know, it doesn't put yours out? Exactly. And that's exactly. kind of the whole deal. Exactly. Yeah. Weird. And I've always said that the the light that shines the farthest away shines the brightest at home. So, so to the degree that I can reach out and do what? That's very esoteric. It is. But I mean, the, the, the more I can reach, the more I'm going to benefit just by reaching. And so that's, that's one of those things, you know, I'll consistently wear, I did it, you know, the other day I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'll wear uh, shirts on the podcast that are promoting another person's show or something like that. No, I think it's one big family, and to the degree we come together and bring those voices together, that's what matters. Because Matt Locke can say something that I can't say. Pete Turner can say something that I can't say, and he can say it in a different way. We're saying the same thing. It's that harmonic resonance. You know, you hit that tuning fork over here, and 15 feet across the room, the fork that hadn't touched anything picks up that vibration. 
because the it resonates, and that's the whole thing. And so, you know, that's why we have followings. That's why we have audience. It's just building that resonance. I think it's a good thing. That goes to quantum theory in general. We're oh, all shit. connected. <laughs> yeah, but no, just bear with he me read for a, a lot second. of books. But, it, yeah. but if you allow yourself to be connected in quantum, things that are separate know the same thing. Yeah. So if we allow that to happen, th- then it can. You know, maybe maybe it's crazy. Maybe it's hocus pocus. But it's too often that it happens. You're like, well, this is really working. I, I invest as much value in my show for other people mm-hmm. because it just becomes this fertile ground of opportunity. And you, you yeah. must experience the same thing. Yeah. No, I want nothing more. You know, I, I get accused every now and then. People say, oh, you're getting above where you were. And you don't do the same things you used to do. And I'm, no, I haven't changed a single thing. I just do more. Yeah. And maybe you're seeing the more and you, you, you think that I've left the other. But no, but there's nothing ever in my life that I want more than to see Matt succeed and to see you succeed and Scott's. I want, I want a book. I want Scott's book on, yeah. the, you know. And by the way, it's Echo and Ramadi, not Echo and Fallujah. <laughs> that was my faux pas. Okay? Sure Echo and Ramadi. There. You said Echo and Ramadi. Yeah, Echo and Ramadi. Yeah. Echo and Ramadi. So uh, I want to, I mean, I want that sucker on a bestseller list. Why does that, it doesn't get off my back. Yeah. I, you know, look, I'm 46 years old. I, 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 the vanity thing, I'm taking GetRoman.com to get a hard on. So it's not a whole lot of. You know, that's, I do the that's HGH called an stuff. erection. It's an erection. Okay, I don't know if we could say that about. Get I don't Roman. know if you can say hard. Candace isn't in here, so we can say whatever we want <laughs> to say. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say erection though. Erection is yeah. that the church way to say boner? <laughs> yeah, Steve. Let's let's keep it church worthy. <laughs> I want Houston to have a bigger boner than me. I do. <laughs> I do. Can we not have a contest? Though? And he does. We're <laughs> 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 not crossing swords in the shower. Okay. I want to say something though about like investing in each other like this yeah. because. People talk about all boats rise by the tide. All mm-hmm. boats also go down when the tide goes out. But that's easy to say. But where is the work? The work is in doing this, yeah. crossing, cross-pollinating, helping one another. It's easy to say all boats rise by the tide and put it on somebody else. But where is your work going to be? It's like charity work. Charity is not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be hard. These people yeah. need a lot of help. Yeah, because if it were easy, those people would be doing it all for themselves right. and digging exactly. themselves out of yeah. that deal. So some days you just got to go, today's a hard day, and it's going to be hard for somebody else. I'm going to I'm gonna work on helping this person shore up their boat. Yeah, You know, whatever it is, whether it's bringing them on a show or buying somebody a hundred sandwich, whatever it's going to be, you, you, you've got to put that work in because tides, I'm not going to count on the tide. I'm going to count on the community to help each other, you know? That, that's why when people listen to this, they think we're kind of talking up here and they're like, well, that doesn't apply to me. No, it 100 percent applies yeah. to you because you got your network. You got your people around. you You got to build that. And if it's not good, you got to extricate yourself from that scenario. Cut that out of your life, because otherwise it's a cancerous cell. It might be well-meaning, yeah. but it's it might be alive even, but it's doing something rebellious against your own life. It's going the opposite direction of your rhythm. And you got to get away from that thing. Yeah. You guys, so break it down. And you, you have you're producing a number of podcasts. Aren't That's you? right. Yeah, I, I mean, is that like a hair pulling out thing for you, or do you really enjoy it? No, no I mean, I I love the work, right? Yeah. But um, it's it's impossible to build a show. So mm-hmm. I like to do more impossible. So like, there's a travel show that I do, and there's a, another combat related a related show that I do, and there's any number of ex- episodes that I put together each week. And again. <laughs> When I was doing counterintelligence work, a lot of times I was in training, so I got to see all the other spies' techniques, and so I get to bring all that stuff in too. Mm-hmm. So I just look at it as a one a, a living, and then two, just a way to improve who I am, what I see, what I understand, you know, and and 
if I'm not, if I'm, well, you know, if, if I'm not learning, if I'm not polishing, if I'm not grinding, then I'm not growing and I'm not going to have that. So I, I love it. I love doing it. I'm fortunate to be able, I don't have to go to work for somebody else who tells me I suck and doesn't pay me enough money every day. I, I don't have to do that. I get to create for a living, whether it's helping somebody else create and tell their story or, or telling the sto- stories on the Break It Down show. Yeah. That's – isn't it phenomenal the age we live in? It's incredible. I mean as much as people want to b- about it and talk about, oh, America, this and that. Yeah. We live in this incredible age, this incredible culture. Never before in human history has everyone potentially had a voice. Yeah. Now, that can be a dangerous thing. Sure. But how many people throughout history should have had a voice and didn't? And let's face it, if you don't, if, if you don't need, if you're not taking responsibility for that voice, time's going to tell it. it it's going to fall in on itself. But there's a lot of people out there that, that are being able to build influence. That's why I, I encourage people all the time, go to where the podcasts are offered. You know, we, a lot of times we put podcast episodes on Facebook or sure. whatever. Don't, don't go there. Go to YouTube or yeah. go to where podcasts are offered. We got to do that because, because then we know. Then we can count those things. Yeah. You guys, uh, you're doing how many episodes a week? Five. Doing five. Yeah. Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. Yep. Five episodes, five hour long. One of the shows is an album fight concept. It's a different thing altogether, yeah. but it's about music. Yeah. But yeah, five a week and we just keep on pressing. Where are you from originally? California. California. Yeah. You said that proudly. I love it there. Yeah. That's all it. you know. So you know, it's like me and Matt Locke. I've lived in Yankee Florida. I lived in Illinois. I lived all over the place. I lived in Iraq and Afghanistan too. Yeah, so. now you're just bragging. Yeah, but yeah. you're a transplant too, Chad. Yeah, well. Yeah, you're a bit of a gypsy. Uh, oh, I'm very much. It's tattooed twice on yeah. my body. The word gypsy. <laughs> it really is. I, I, I'm very much so. I'll be honest with you. So, uh, in fact, my nickname. A lot of people who used to used to know me, they still know me. But my nip, nickname was Gypsy. They call me Jip, and so Ed. I made him stop because I'm like, no, I'm not that person anymore. I'm refined and sophisticated. For I sure. have settled down. <laughs> Is that a first time true confession? <laughs> yeah, sort of. My like I would call, I'd go to Ace Hardware. I'd leave the house, go to Ace Hardware, and wind up in Galveston, Texas. <laughs> and my wife's like, where are you? <laughs> where I'm, I'll be back tomorrow, babe. Where I'm from, a jip has a whole different definition. That's messed up, man. Yeah. Just saying. Where you're from, they're still cooking moonshine and meth. So yes. Buying acetone from the Ace Hardware. Yeah. He's I'm from Plano? Ace Hardware. <laughs> He's from Plano. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not. Nowhere close. But no, I would. I was born in New Jersey, of course. I four months of my life there and then grew up in Georgia. But I did. I bounced all over. All over the world, really. And uh, spent a lot of time in a lot of places. But I uh, fell in love with it here. Did you yeah. go to like accent classes to get that? Because if you're born in New Jersey and then you leave, it had to be early age. I wasn't talking yet. I was four months old. Okay. So, But Wikipedia, thank God, Wikipedia <laughs> tells the world that I was born in New Jersey. And so how can anybody be a cowboy from New Jersey? Hey, I quit all that. I quit all that. I just wear the hat cowboy from New now. Jersey. There's a I lot. Didn't go to war- I didn't go There's to war- I know a lot of cowboys uh, in New Jersey. I didn't go to actually. wardrobe before I came on the Chad Prithers show from Southern California. I own a ranch. I actually have horses, and uh, I wear boots all the time. And mm-hmm. we're we're in the desert, so it's legit. Some, it's legit. I know a ton of guys out in California that are, I mean, again, our biggest support is in California. There's a lot of farmers, a lot of ranchers out there, a lot of agriculture, yep. a lot of great folks, a lot of people in the television and in film industry. Uh, Walt Scott's a good friend of ours. He's one of the best. 
uh, stunt coordinators of all time. He's got a great ranch out there. James Conn's his ex-brother-in-law, and Clint Eastwood and uh, Tom Selleck go out there to train on horses at his place. I mean, it's the cowboy yeah. up. Out there, my, right that, outside that, was my, that was my vet just calling me. I got a sick horse, sick Palomino right now. Oh, yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. Do you know? I think he has pneumonia, maybe. He's an old horse. My yeah. horse, but uh, yeah, worried about him. So, yeah. But, yeah. How old? 25. He's old. It's old. He's getting there. Yeah. He's yeah. getting there. He's in his prime. Some of them some live to be 30, 40 years old. Oh, they though. do. It just, just depends on. They do. He's a good boy. And yeah. then they become delicious. That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> And I was going to make a soap yeah. joke. I know you were. <laughs> I know joke. you were. We get off air. I'll tell you a funny story about putting a horse down. It ain't funny, but it's funny. Yeah, it's it's. Mar- Mark now people Mark are going to delete pissed that off. one. Otherwise, my my yeah. family will never listen. I was like, were they making horse jokes? Yeah. Time code. Damn them. People get They've pissed never had off. An equine man. burger. Crystal's hamburgers. You know what White Castle is, right? No. I shouldn't say this, but you know the rumor used to rumor used to be the crystals, which I mean I love them. I'll eat them. Those little sliders. Yeah. Miniature horse people already hate I'm me. I'm shocked that there's actually meat in those things. <laughs> meat. I don't care what it was. Squirt a little mustard and a pickle on that thing, and I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah Steve. Steve's getting crucified by the mini horse people right now because that lady flew on the airplane yeah. with her oh, mini yeah. horse. I like so a therapy horse. That'd be like back service animal. Like a, like a four-footer. Yeah, what one of those little miniature ones, like the right. Russian rich guy, you know, yeah, the oligarch. Exactly. Just stump it up and give it to me, and I'll feel better all day long. Yeah. Life will be easier. <laughs> If you really get pissed off, you can wring its neck. That's awesome. <laughs> so what's next for you? What all you got going on? You're just podcasting forever. You're like me, aren't you? I'm, I'm like, I say you're doing five a week. I'm doing four a week. I don't know well, how I'm doing You know, you're a, a coward. Um, so <laughs> I plan to uh, to expand the production side of things and, and tell yeah. more specific stories. I've got this, uh, I'm working on getting funding for it, but I want to go on the road and, and do a show. I'm going to call the story of us, U.S. Because mm. we're all just a bunch of d- to each other. Mm-hmm. So get to know some of these people, you know. GetRoman.com. There you go. GetRoman.com. Then you'd be hard to <laughs> We're going to lose that sponsorship. No, that's great. U.S. Yeah, U.S. Just, just, just go out and show, like, folks from, you know, from Montana, folks from New York, folks yeah. from Florida. You know, we're real hard on the South, you know, and then the flyover states. And we're real derogatory towards things. But let's go talk to those folks and see what they have to say. And it turns out they're probably pr- pretty reasonable. And then it's the thing I've learned through all of, of my conversations with people all over the world in conflict yeah. zones and everything else. Everybody hates cancer. Everybody loves their kids and wants something better for them. You know, and most everybody's just trying to figure out how to get by a little better. Even yeah. if they're loaded, they're trying to figure out how to do a little better at whatever it is they do. Yeah. So I just want to illustrate that. And redneck is everywhere. Sure. Everywhere, yeah. all over the planet. I've seen it. You've seen it. Yeah. It's crazy. Go to Nigeria. <laughs> they run those power lines to the pole, wrap it around, go to the next <laughs> one, and there'll be 6,000 wires wrapped around that one pole. Redneck is everywhere. Yeah, Yazidis in Iraq. Uh, we would talk to those guys. Like, how many kids? That's the farmer dad. And he's like, uh, uh, 15. What are their names? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's as redneck as you get, you know? Just it really <laughs> is. We were down in this Honduran oh, village years ago, and we asked the village the chief there. We said, what's the biggest need in the village? What can we do for you? He says, we need a TV. Yeah. We're like, why? And he goes, because we can't stop having babies. They need something to do at uh. night. This is so true. Like all, all throughout Iraq and everything else, I would say, what's the simplest, stupidest thing we can solve right now? Mm-hmm. It was never like build us a big multi-million dollar something. Yeah. It was the simplest thing. Like the road over there is rutted. If we could fix that, we would stop you know, having to go to Big O to fix our tires. Yeah. 
you know, so it's just the simplest things. I can remember uh, our friend Kathleen Madigan, who's an amazing comedian. She does this bit about going over with the USO and the general wanted to sit them down and kind of, she said it was me and it was Kid Rock and it was uh, uh, Lewis Black and um, Kelly Pickler. And she said, he wants to go over all this stuff that they're doing over there. And, and it's like, Kelly didn't even know what country they were in. She thought they were in Arizona. <laughs> It's fucking sandy and it's hot. Where are we? But she does this bit about like, yeah, we're over here. We're building this infrastructure and these schools and we're doing this for health care. And we're putting this clean water in over here. And she's like, well, maybe next could y'all invade Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, 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 you know, that's the thing is, is you go in there and it's um, at the end of the day, man, at the end of the day, it's all about doing what you can do. Yeah. Simple things. Everyday life, you don't have to be in Iraq or Afghanistan to do it. Nope. You can be in Detroit. You can't presume to improve the condition of someone you don't understand or bother to understand who they are and where they come from. Right. And that's what I try to do is, like, help us all understand the condition of people. And it turns out we're all kind of the same, doing the same kind of things with the same struggles. And mostly just want to be left alone, you know. Let me do what I'm doing. You do what you're doing. And if you could help me, help me in this one little spot. All right. Help me. What do we do? To make this podcast bigger and better. Better. And then we'll do bigger. Well, I, I love what you're doing. I mean, get a bigger studio, check. Yeah, well, we're doing Put that. Put some booze on the wall, check. Booze on the wall. Yeah. Booze I, I, in the glass. Yeah. I, I think I that you you guys are doing all the big things. You know, so it's got to be small stuff. Well, you know, and I say that. I'm fortunate enough. Like I said, I started this podcast, you know, sitting at my kitchen table. And uh, I... Uh, I was blessed enough to have good people, talented people, creative people, capable people to come alongside me and help me make it into something better. So I take no credit. I've just run my mouth the same way the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, we joke about it. Candice, Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Candace does a phenomenal job as an editorial producer in here. I mean, I could not do this show the way we do it without her. Mark is phenomenal. Mark is so behind the scenes that you would never even think about people that watch this have no idea how much Mark is doing over here. When I say he's driving the mothership, he really is. And um, when I look at Mark and I'm like, hey, pretty good. You know, <laughs> see, he just clipped over to himself. Yep. Now he did that. Yep. He I thought did. about it enough to know that he had to clip over to the camera on himself. Yep. So he did that. See, and and you you take party foul Steve. I mean, he is a lump on a rock, dude. I mean, he is a he is a knot on a log. But look where I am. But look at him. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The other day he put on Facebook his mugshots from back when you were what, 19? 19. And that's what took him into the Marines. Because it was either or for him. Right. It was either or. You're a good-looking young man. Yes, I was. That was a good-looking mother. Still am. <laughs> Still am. Still am. <laughs> but yeah, that's my mom. To that point, we, we've got great people around us, and that's that's what's made all the difference. Do you crack your show into shorter segments and uh, put them on YouTube? We 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 do. You have to do. You have to that, do it more. We of don't it. put them on the shorter segments on YouTube. We will put shorter segments on Facebook because we have a huge audience there. Yeah. Um. So we've done yes. And no, we've done both. Do more of that. Okay. That right there. If you put the shorter on, yeah. you, you suggest Facebook or YouTube? Well, I mean, wh- wherever. Just wherever. Put them out Specifically there. YouTube. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed that my audience and a lot of other audiences, and, and the biggest shows out there, they do this. Mm-hmm. So if you want to drive people who maybe don't have the patience for a half hour or whatever it is, yeah. uh, you give them three-minute segments. We do that. And again, credit to Candace for, for doing that. We, we put you know the one-minute segments on Instagram. We put, uh, we're doing that almost daily. We'll put them on, uh, 
you know, the Instagram stories and things like that. And for the longest time, we weren't doing that. But Candace has been real faithful about giving those little segments and getting them on there because I agree with you on that. That's something we – and that's one of the reasons we want to pull the, the full episodes off of Facebook. Right. Because, again, it, it hurts. I want people – I want people to want it. Yeah. And go get it. Yeah. No, I don't want to just – don't let it just be white noise in the background. We're saying stuff here. I You're totally. laying out pearls yeah. of wisdom on this deal. You know, when we have Husing on here, I mean, he's more than a pretty face. I mean – He's a lot of pretty face. That's true. You, Pete, you're a handsome man yourself. Well, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I there's a lot of on. handsome in here, actually. There's a lot. It's the lady killer convention. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for Mark to click back on himself. Yeah. I, <laughs> I looked over there at him. I like, just hey, put myself up the whole yeah, time. Handsome right there. We get in that new studio. We're getting yeah. better lighting on Mark. <laughs> he kind of looks like sure, that alien YouTube with no thing, though, for real. Like, <laughs> yeah. You guys get big numbers on your long shows. So if you had seven <clears throat> episodes within that episode, yeah. also getting similar numbers, yeah. people have to pay attention to that. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's exponential with that. See, I think we should do that more on YouTube as mm -hmm. well because, again, that's where the numbers count. Yeah. That's that's the nature of that thing because uh, you're right. Because on my shorter segments – so if you if you go on my YouTube channel, Chad Prather on YouTube, you can go to YouTube.com slash Chad Prather 1. If you go there uh, – the numeral one. If you go there and you see my little three-minute truck videos – 87, 90,000, 100,000 views, right. whatever, and then all the way up into the millions from the older ones. But then you'll have 8, 9, 10, 11, 15,000 views on the long form on that deal. So the shorter ones, you're right. They yeah. get a lot of meat and substance to them. It's like action-packed. Yeah. That's absolute money. Like, So if this show is, is an hour long and you get seven mini-episodes out of it, and they each, it's just – it takes your per thousand average and it just drives your revenue through the roof. Yeah. That's what Joe Rogan does. Yeah. And he makes a lot of money. He makes a lot of money. Dude. Hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. That's why he doesn't care about anything else. No, he doesn't care. That's why he can he can smoke a blunt and, yeah. and get on the thing and just talk for three hours. He's got these major guys. brands that advertise in Big front of time. his shows. And I love how he does his ads. Like the first 10 minutes of Joe's show mm -hmm. is, is just ads. And he's like just spills it however he wants to spill it. And uh, that's why I love the GetRoman.com guys. That's why I love Danny Gabriel, you know, with Mosul. Because oh. I can say, like, I'm like, dude, do you care? I mean, can we just talk about it and stuff like that it's and have such a good time a good movie. with it? You know, we have great. And, yeah, it is a good movie. Danny's a fun dude, man. He's great. That yeah. movie is so real, too. Like, the sounds in the movie, mm -hmm. whether they're canned or not. He's been on the show. But um, if you're in combat, modern combat, that's what it's like. Yeah. You want to see what it's like? That's what it's like. And this is our Rock Rockies. There's no Americans around. Mm -hmm. And so these guys are moving and shooting like actual pros. I love that perspective of it yeah. with that way, the way they did that, because it tells that story from that perspective. I mean, you know, here's somebody who is an Iraqi person. Yeah. And, and yeah. So anyway, get it, Mosul. <sighs> How do you like that whiskey? Well, it's my third glass. Yeah, mine too. I wasn't going to drink, but here we are. Eden and Oak, Oak and Eden, I'm sorry. They're local here. Oak and Eden. We talked about them. Look, we, we went through that. That was a brand new deal. We, went, we drank that much. Matty Locke, you still on the first one? Come here to me. Come on, walk over here. Bring that nasty foot, and I'll pour you some more whiskey, my friend. Oak and, no, no, no. You know this is informal. We're laid back, man. All right. Well, let's go do important things with our life. Hopefully, everybody listening will do the same thing. Tell your friends about the podcast. Get the Break It Down podcast. That's some insight right there. Because yeah. your co-host, Mark, no, 
my co-host is like whoever. Like you can co-host an episode. With oh, me. that's how a, you're doing it. I bring a co-host. Scott's done fifty plus. I've had Pete Koch on. My buddy John Leon Gros is the one I started the show with. But he's on all the time. Okay, we move it around. Because when I see the headings and I'm like, I see that I'm like, was that a co-host or? But I see what you're doing. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, because like you need that tension of that third person of the conversation. Yeah. So if you're an expert in whatever it is, you know, biogenetics, I'll bring in someone from that field to, mm-hmm. to create some some tension and to help me out because I don't know about biogenetics. You got to get Jamie Metzler on your program. All right, let's do it. Jamie Metzler wrote an incredible book about, uh, what was it? Um, Engineering Babies, right? Engineer yeah. uh, Darwin. Engineering Darwin. Gosh, that's horrible. I don't know. Anyway, but it's talking about. Sounds great. Selective DNA for sure. babies and getting rid of it. Yeah. I love it. Jamie Metzler. Awesome, dude. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. We're not done hanging out. We're going to hang out some more. All right. Scotty, thanks for coming, baby. Yeah, brother. Next time I'm in town, I've been on Pete's show so much, I'm trying to get him to cough up the money to give me a Saturday Night Live five members (laughs) jacket. And so now I'm at two. So maybe I'll hit number five with Chad and and Steve and get a jacket out of it. Matt, I've been on five at least, yeah. Yeah. We just love hanging out. Yeah. We just love hanging out. So, I, you know, thanks. Well, thanks we went to dinner here. over at the ranch, you know, when you were in yeah. town last time. And you were like, dude, this is the stuff that needs to be on the podcast. It's I always mean, I, before and after the show. You should have yeah. like an Oprah, like yeah, Oprah chat after. Or, I agree with that 100%. I've said it over and over again for those, yeah. you know, who have ears to hear and are, that are strong at heart who can handle it because <laughs> it's any and everything. It's no holds barred. There's no filter on it. And. I, I would love to be able to do that because it's real, it's vulnerable, and you put yourself out there. Like I've always had this idea to do a, a show, just call it conversations, where you don't even start and stop. It's just whenever they hit play on the camera and the record button, yeah. and then whenever they decide to stop it, you know, you might sit there for whatever two hours and. But not to confuse what we're talking about here, it's authentic. 100%. It's the same Chad. It's the same Pete, Matt, Mark. It's just Steve a little more Steve, formalized but, in order um, to put it in a conceptualized way yes. of, you know, it's put it's putting the powder in the pill form yeah. and making it something you can swallow. Otherwise, Absolutely. it'd be all over the place. And that's why it's so important. Like, you come in here, a guy like Pete comes in here, I want to make sure that people are really hearing what he's saying because you're laying down this huge swath of wisdom that encompasses so many aspects of life. Because you're a well-read dude, well-experienced dude. You you can speak almost to anything that's out there. You know, I try to be like that, but I redneck it up. I redneck it up. Pete's, I can't, like, Pete's, I can't. Pete's catching animals in the wild, though, too. That's the difference with yeah. the Break It Down show, where when you get a guest in here, and this is fun because you're boozing and you're hanging, it's loose and everything. <laughs> yeah. But Pete, Pete and I have done interviews with brothers of presidents at a – coffee shop Mm -hmm. in santa monica or on the beach or you name it it's been all over and to catch the animal in the wild like that is really something different than doing studio work and you know that because when you're on the road and you're meeting people and then you're on for your 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 set and then you're off it's it's different so and some of that i do miss because like back when we were audio only and we were doing it anywhere i would set up an ironing board yeah in the hotel room yeah and put the mics on either end of the ironing board and we would just sit there and have a chat. This is cool, and if you have the means and you and and you have the really the horsepower to get guests in the studio that you you know you're at that yeah. level where people are going to fly in and and hang on your show, yeah. and you can have a sustained. But 
you, sometimes it's inconvenient. You lose guests because of that. You do. Pete drives his ass off. That's right. And we do the baton pass, and I pick Pete up, and then we hit Newport Beach, or we drive up to Benicia, his hometown. We're doing podcasts, and sometimes he says, hey, I want you in on this one, and I'm scared this because i am way out of my league intellectually and we have a competition i love going doing like, this to scott yeah pete won. yeah pete won that one he's smarter he's, you were the smart one today pete like got it but uh no i love never, that yeah, i'm and, never and not fascinated that. yeah because i don't like doing i not to disrespect anybody who's done skype interviews with us i personally i don't like doing the skype because you lose a little bit sure. of personality sure. there um you know, but you have to for the travel purposes and, and things like that. But but instead of in your hotel room with an ironing board or whatever, go in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. He it's way better. Well, see, tub, like so. our show, our other show we do with Blaze, go to blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo code Chad. Get your first month free. They, uh, first month free, not three. Um, humor me, I always said that. I said, I don't care if I'm sitting down with President Trump and we got our feet kicked up yeah. on the couch in the Oval Office and we're just chatting. Like, that's my dream. That's my dream show. We're just laying on the floor, you know, we just kick back in the in the bean bag or whatever. It's me and Donnie T. And I'm like, DJ T, seriously, you're bringing Taliban to Camp David, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was your plan? Yeah. You're going to bring the Taliban into Camp David. That's fantastic, man. Anyway, no, I, I agree with you. Hot tub, naked. Machine. We did it on the beach in Malibu. I've done them on, like, on the Santa Monica Pier. Beautiful. You just you know, throw, throw the backpack on, just grab it. You got a mic, I got a mic, we go walk. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk with the powers that be at Blaze. Because sometimes I would I do want to just do some audio. It's so good. Throw it out there. Yeah. I love it. Pete, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really You're appreciate good, it. dude. We're new best friends. Gosh. Yeah. Scotty, y'all travel safe. Hey, for everybody out there, go where podcasts are offered. Get it. The Matt Locke Show. Make sure you're getting that. Break it down. Party Foul Steve's got, what, PartyFoulNation.com. Go over there and check yep. him out. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Puppet Master Mark, nobody. Nothing. Got nothing. <laughs> nothing. He's, He's the ninja. master. Pretty good. He's he is the Puppet Master. Thank you guys for tuning in. Come see me. WatchChad.com's got all the tour dates. Eagles of Liberty. We're on the road. We're out there doing this Freedom to Laugh comedy tour, having a good time. Come hang out with us. Des Moines, Omaha, Kansas City. Places, places, places. We're coming to Southern California, by the way. We got a show uh, Ontario, but then we got a show over in Brea too. Brea, yeah, Brea Southern, coming, Southern on this, yeah. We'll, we'll have veterans at that event. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna Rock try and, and show roll. up to that one if I'm in town. And by the way, I know that you do a lot of stuff with Jay Moore, and you guys hook up a lot of veterans to come to the show. Thanks to Pete. Yeah, Pete introduced me. That's awesome. Uh, when we launched the book, I was up there with Jay. Love you, JJ. Uh, and then he started supporting Save the Brave, my nonprofit. Pete supports it through the Break It Down show. Jay gives free tickets across the nation. I asked you to do the same thing. You're doing the same thing. Yeah. So you do what you're great at. And uh, that, that's important because if you try and be good at everything, you're, you're great at nothing. And yeah. you do this in this space, and we send guys to the show. And, man, I tell you, that one night of, of laughter or just cutting loose was active duty veterans or gold yeah. star families. You guys are doing that. And Jay's – I've sent hundreds – to his shows already, and he takes them backstage as a picture. So yeah, we love that. Yeah, we love that. Hey, when you told me, I was like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a phenomenal idea. Let's do it. Because yeah. I'll get messages from it's guys easy. who are like, man, I can't wait to see you at the thing. And I'm it's like, it's easy, and it means oh. a lot. It yeah. really means a lot because you're making an impact. And so yeah. is Jay. I love, love, love Jay, man. And you have the awesome. affect. Might save yeah. a life. Yeah, that's you exactly know? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, my gates, right, all, gates always open, brother. When you get down there, love it, Come buddy. Break it down, podcast. Go get it, puppet master.
We did it again. We did it again. We did it. Another Changed episode. Lives, Another son. episode. I mean, we broke it down for people. Yep. Party Five, Steve, did you learn something? I did. I took notes. No, First podcast I've ever God taken heaven. notes in. I can't with this did guy. Did you notice all the metaphors? And, uh, and <laughs> no, not like, all that. But remember, the light that like, shines farthest away shines the brightest right at Metaphor.com. Like, is it Grammarly Brought to you by ChadPrather.com. You got to get White Claw. Shamwow. I love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you.